Hello, dear everyone. I'm delighted and very honored on behalf of the LSC Gender Institute to introduce Christine Delphi and Sylvie Tissot, who have joined us tonight for the UK premiere of the world-acclaimed film on the life of Christine Delphi, Je ne suis pas féministe, mais I'm not a feminist, but... The film was released in 2015. It is co-directed by Sylvie Tissot and Florence Tissot and has been showed worldwide. Christine Delphi, one of the world's most influential feminist thinkers, is a French sociologist, writer, theorist, and activist. She was a co-founder of the review Question Féministe, Feminist Issues, with Simone de Beauvoir in 1977, a review which still exists today. After her participation in the civil rights movement in the United States in the 60s and the May 68 events in France, Christine Delphi was one of the founders of the French Women's Liberation Movement. In August 1970, she was one of the few women who brought flowers to the tomb of the World War I unknown soldier under the Arc de Triomphe in honor of his wife. Bearing the famous slogan, <laughs> bearing the famous slogan, there is someone more unknown than the unknown soldier, his wife. This was the founding act of the women's liberation movement, and it received attention in the media. She was also a participant and co-founder of the first lesbian collective in France, the Guin Rouge, the Red Dykes, in 1971. Christine Delphi created material feminism, which is not just socialist feminism, but applies a materialist approach to gender relations. She developed in her landmark article, The Main Enemy, in 1970, the notion of a domestic mode of production through which women's oppression by men is economically grounded in the household. For Delphi, as she has famously written, gender precedes sex. The categorizations male and female, and not only the inequalities between men and women, are a social construct, a product of hierarchy. She is also a strong opponent to the biological essentialist view of gender and to what she has coined as the invention of French feminism. More recently, Delphi is one of the feminists who opposed in 2004 the law that forbids wearing the hijab at schools in France. She denounces the instrumentalization of feminism for racist purposes. This is the topic of her last book, published in English by Verso in 2015, Separate and Dominate, Feminism and Racism After the War on Terror. Sylvie Tissot is a French sociologist and feminist activist. She's professor of political science at the University of Paris 8. Her research focuses on urban transformations in French and American cities. She is the author of Good Neighbors, Gentrifying Diversity in Boston South End, recently published by Verso. She co-founded the popular website, Les mots sont importants, words are important, through which she is engaged in public debates about feminism. She directed with her sister Florence Tissot the movie that we are about to watch, as well as the ABC of Christine Delphi, La Bécédère de Christine Delphi, a three-hour and four-minute 
interview between her and Christine Delphi. We won't be showing that one, that part. <laughs> this event tonight is partnered with a fuller discussion between Christine Delphi and Sylvie Tissot about feminism in transnational times, taking place on Wednesday at 6.30 in the same theater. I would like to thank Feminist Review for co-hosting these two events uh, with the LSE Gender Institute and for its support in making these two events possible. Eventually, I would like to finish this presentation with a quotation by Sylvie Tissot. D is now D for Delphi, as much as for Deleuze or Foucault, Bourdieu and the others. Women are always being saddled with their first names only, but Delphi is a surname that taking its proper place disrupts the list of great men who have too long taken all the glory for intellectual reflection and political radicalism. Thank you very much for your presence. Thank you again, Christine and Sylvie, for being with us tonight. Before we start a discussion, I would like to ask a question, and then we can pass the mic to the audience. Uh, Sylvie, I would like to ask you, it's a very general question, but I'd like to know how has the idea of making a movie on Christine Delphi come up, and why was it important to you to make a movie on Christine Delphi? And Christine Delphi, you were part of, a, you created a group in the early 70s called the Revolutionary Feminists. So I'd like to ask you what it is today, according to you, to be a revolutionary feminist. Okay. <laughs> Shall I start? Yes. <laughs> okay. So before I try to answer this very, very general question, let me first thank the Gender Institute uh, and Diana Perrins and Claire Hemmings and Ila Dailwat for organizing this event and, and also the conference on Wednesday. Um, the reason why I, I, I and Florence wanted to, to make a movie, actually two movies, about Christine Delphi, maybe not the reason, but when we started thinking about this idea was in... 2004, 2005, and actually Christian and I, we, we met, we are both academics, but we met in, in uh, activist circles uh, during the fight against the law which was ultimately passed in 2004, uh, which bans uh, Muslim uh, students uh, from wearing the headscarf from a public school. And um, I guess... Uh, Back then, I, we had this idea with other people who were engaged in this fight to, um, to make a, a long movie, um, a film interview, like the uh, Deleuze uh, Alphabet, um, which was a huge project. And then I, I, I discussed the idea with Florence, and she said, OK, I'm ready to do that, but I want to make a second movie, which would be something more uh, which would reach out to a, to a broader audience, and that ended up being, uh, I'm not a feminist, but um, the movie you, you've just seen. And I think the, maybe the first reason why I wanted to make a movie about Christine was to, um, I don't know, make a tribute to her huge contribution during that, these years. And in France, when we, um, we were a very, very small group of activists and intellectuals and teachers, 
who back then uh, denounced the racism and as well as the sexism of this of this law and the discrimination against uh, Muslim students and Muslim women in general. And but first of all, what we uh, we're denouncing what the, the racism and the discriminatory dimension of this law, but what Christine brought was a denunciation of the, the, the sexist, I mean the discrimination not only against uh, Muslim people, but discrimination against women. And back then at that time, uh, the public mainstream feminist discourse where uh, uh, people, I mean women, who were talking in the name of feminism, who were against, uh, who were in favor of this law who were against the veil. And, and suddenly, we, uh, Christine came and joined the, the group that started in 2000, 2003 and then 2004. And so she brought her legitimacy and her feminist credential to this, to this uh, fight and, and really claimed that this law was, was against women, as you could hear in the, in the movie, and that they had a fight that had to be led, which was an anti-racist and anti-sexist uh, fight. That's one among the many, many reasons why we wanted to make this movie. I don't want to have a too long answer, but sorry. <laughs> Thank you. Uh, yeah. <laughs> what, what is it to be a, a revolutionary feminist? Yeah, well, it's all in my recipe book. No? <laughs> uh, of course, you've got to have the ingredients. Well, you understand that um, you cannot say in one sentence or in ten recipe books how to be a revolutionary feminist because there is no, um, well, first there is no, not one standard recipe, then it, it, be, it really depends on where you live, when you live, um, how old you are at the time that you decide to be a revolutionary feminist or maybe to be a reformist feminist. Although that's <laughs> is that possible? <laughs> well, yes, it is possible. And uh, in fact, um, that group was not a definition of a revolutionary feminist for all times or for all, this, let's say, latitudes. It's uh, it was a group which was opposed on the one hand to the essentialist uh, groups which existed even uh, as soon as the uh, women's liberation movement was created in France. I'm sorry, in France. And which, well, of course, I mean, it's, it's, uh, which it's in, in Italy, for example, it still exists, and it's called the movement for the difference. You know, it's like, um, well, it existed in the U.S. as well. It existed in all the feminist movement. It's a sort of reclaiming of the uh, uh, natural, biologically uh, inscribed possibilities of, of women as opposed to the biological impossibilities of men, for example, making babies, and all these new discoveries that were made by feminists in the 20th century. <laughs> Nobody had thought of before. <laughs> <laughs> and then there was the uh, orthodox Marxist position, which was defended by uh, a lot of women, too, um, which was that... Um, uh, the, the, the fight of women should uh, merge with the fight of, of, um, of workers. 
The problem is that women wanted to meet the workers' uh, revolt, if there was such a revolt, but workers didn't care about uh, meeting with, um, you know, about um, meeting uh, the feminists halfway. So I don't know what this um, position really meant, you know, because mm. they said, that, for example, they had banners saying, uh, uh, no, there can be no women's liberation without a revolution. Yeah, okay. What revolution? We didn't know. Maybe the socialist revolution, but they also, it also uh, they had also banners saying uh, no socialist revolution without women's liberation. But nobody endorsed that except these little women's groups. You know, I mean, I've never seen any um, group of males saying there cannot be any revolution without women's liberation. <laughs> no, no, no. <laughs> So that group is, is really, thank you, um, re- is really situated in time, you know. And then, well, you know, as, as the French say, each person sees noon at his or her door, which means that, of course, depending on, on where you are, you, you, you don't see things uh, in the same way. And that's true of... Uh, oh, oh, sorry. No, and then that's it. No. <laughs> Well, really, I mean, for example, my... <coughs> I mean, as I said earlier, um, before I got interrupted, uh, <laughs> one's um, trajectory is is all, always unique and, and problems um, become problems when they are seen as problems, if you follow my meaning. Um, so that you don't, you're not always ready to give a certain answer and you're not ready at, at the same time as your friend is so that eventually your, your own um, path through a life and feminism becomes different from that of, of all of your friends or some of your friends, etc. And there's nothing to be done about that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. We can uh, give the mic to the audience and if you want to have questions. There's one. Um, hi, thank you for coming. Um, Right now in the States, there's kind of a lot of debate going on with older women leaders, feminist icons, telling younger women to get in line behind the Hillary Clinton campaign. Um, Behind which campaign? The Hillary Clinton campaign. Mm -hmm. What do you think when you see those kinds of exchanges going on between different generations of women? Well, I wasn't aware of that that kind of... um, Rift, you know, between older women about and, and younger women about Hillary Clinton. Well, it just shows that different groups of women don't have the same interests, etc. And then sometimes both groups can be declared to be feminist in it, each in its own way, and sometimes some are more feminist than others. But the, 
<laughs> the problem is how do you decide, you know? I mean, that, that's, that is very, very difficult. That is very, very difficult. For example, the groups, and I think the majority of the feminist groups in France uh, are absolutely against what people like uh, I and, and Sylvie say about the, the, the Islamic scarf. They, they are deeply, they feel deeply attacked by it for some reason, which we keep talking about, we don't quite understand. It's a very emotional issue with them. We, well, finally, we, we got to a point, Sylvia and I, after a, few, after a lot of years, in fact, we decided on the train coming here that, uh, <laughs> that um, it was, well, the younger women were not as... Uh, in France. In France, yeah, were not didn't feel so attacked by the Islamic scarf as the uh, older women. Um, mm. But um, apart from that, we have no explanation, and um, uh, it's it's very strange to see feminist women showing so much hatred for other women. It's very strange, mm. but um, and yeah, especially since they're feminist, but. Mm, well, that just shows that, I mean, we have a very, very long road ahead of us. It's only a small part that's behind us. I mean, I'm saying that in order to, you know, bring hope into your hearts. <laughs> yeah, I just want to add something. It's probably because you talked just right before about the the consciousness of a situated moment mm -hmm. in the 70s. And I think it's probably one of the reasons why today you are able to see the instrumentalization of uh, feminism for racist purposes is this consciousness of a historical situated moment that also allows to have this changing consciousness and to address different issues at different moments. Uh, I don't know. Um. <laughs> So I was just commenting. <laughs> oh, okay. Thank you. <laughs> we agree. Yeah. Hello. Thank you so much for coming and for showing the film. Um, as a, as a young woman, you know, seeing this, I'm very inspired and moved by, you know, so many things you were able to do and all the informal conversations and how this was also organic and solidary. And um, as you also discussed different feminists and sometimes one group of feminists, you know, attacking other women, I'm thinking of solidarity and how can you conceptualize solidarity when on the one hand, you know, by fighting for my struggle, I can actually hurt someone else. Um, and on the other hand, thinking about today, and you mentioned that feminism is dispersed. Um, for young people, I feel like the, the ideal path, uh, like following a great job, you know, doing things the right way, precludes solidarity. Um, so, yeah, I'm wondering what your thoughts are, are on solidarity, considering these two um, challenges. Well, solidarity is always difficult. It's always difficult because people, and not just women, but people don't have just one identity or don't belong to just one group, as you know. So that um, 
And political action at, at times demands that um, one should identify more with one of, of these uh, group uh, attachments. You know, for example, okay, I'll take an, atta- uh, uh, an example. I'm, I'm a woman, and, uh, but I'm not just a woman. I'm also white, or I'm also French. I'm sorry, somebody suggested an identity for me, or not? No, maybe not. And um, I'm also a city person, I'm also a lesbian, so in the struggles, okay? Uh, sometimes they might come into conflict, these different struggles, right? So which identity will I follow? And every group is split up like that. For example, if you take a so-called ethnic or racial group. It's split up into men and women. It's split up into rich and poor. Well, fortunately, I mean, with colored people, I mean, they're more likely to be poor. So there's less of a conflict. I'm I'm joking. (laughs) Um, And uh, if you take a group of women, it's the same thing. They're split into white and non-white, lesbians and heterosexuals, mothers and non-mothers, um, eaters of meat or non-eaters of meat, I'm thinking of vegetarians, I'm thinking of vegetarians. And, uh, <laughs> and, and the thing is that people have different identities. They don't have, I'd never understood what this identity politics meant because we have several identities and some people will choose one over the other at, and, but not all, not all their life, for example. So I don't know how to, you know, what is the solidarity? The solidarity is something, solidarity is something which is always to be defined, always to be redefined in the light and in the situation of a particular context of a particular struggle. And I don't know, maybe I think we've discussed this topic uh, lately in France. Um, it seems to me that maybe um, we shouldn't uh, conceive or think of solidarity um, on an abstract level, but rather solidarity being built on very specific... Uh, on very specific issues and I remember I think we discussed the, the entire war movement in UK compared to France and how many many different people could get together um, in this movement in, in UK uh, based on the same goal and the same um, goal and principle that people would share and, and I think that creates solidarity and that's probably something we're having a hard time doing in France, like thinking of solidarity on, on punctually on, on mm. one topic. We have two questions, one here, and uh, Diane after, please. And then there's somebody over there. But I need to be translated because my English is not very good, so if you want to do it. No, but not you. Il faut que tu le dises en anglais, hein C'est bon, j'ai pas tant. Maybe we can. Ça va venir. You can translate. Ah, you want me to translate Enfin, une, une de vous deux doit me tra- traduire de toute façon. Okay. Ah bon Ok. Donc, donc bah, vraiment, merci pour, pour cette soirée. Et euh, en fait, moi, quand je me retourne comme ça, je questionne. Euh, 
mais dans le sens de questionnement, hein, pas forcément pour... Euh, voilà, mais je questionne parce que je ne sais pas comment trouver une solution. La mixité. Je me rends compte que là, c'est un film sur ta vie, certes, tu es blanche, mais la salle, pour moi, elle est trop blanche. C'est pareil, on, de, pendant combien de temps on va continuer à se parler entre femmes de, ces, de cette question-là enfin, Vraiment, c'est un questionnement. Hein. Je ne sais pas, en fait, est-ce qu'on continuera... Surtout que je défends la non-mixité dans des espaces de lutte, par exemple, où aujourd'hui, bah, j'ai mon monde aussi afroféministe, euh, parce que bah, chez les Blancs, ma foi, ils ne comprennent pas trop ce qui nous arrive hein, comme femmes euh, n'étant pas blanches. Donc, j'interroge ça et je me retourne, je vois des femmes blanches. Et je me questionne. Je ne sais pas si c'est clair ou pas. Ah non, tu, 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 tu dis quelque chose, Sylvie. Well, we're supposed to translate. OK, oh yeah. So what one... So Della brings this, this um, question about uh, mixity and non-mixity between white and non-white uh, women. And uh, so she says that Christine is white, I'm white as well. And, and in this room, there are a lot of uh, white women. And so she's wondering about this... Mixity or non-mixity, and how we and and I think because you you mentioned that to you to you non-mixity is something that really matters in terms of not only in terms of um, uh, sex but also uh, uh, color that and you uh, support an uh, Afro-feminist group uh, which with only uh, uh, black and uh, women and is that what you want? So she was expecting more uh, mixity in this um, venue, and and so she wonders about this issue. <laughs> Just, um, but I yeah I don't know uh, what we can maybe it's a it's not a question that we can answer because. Um, I mean, the same phenomenon is, 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 <coughs> is visible in, in all countries, in all Western rich countries, relatively rich. Um, we are speaking in an institute of higher education, and we know that uh, colored people don't make it in the same proportions as, as white people, just as working class people don't make it to this, in the same proportions. And... Um, And I mean, so we, we, can, we can see that. I mean, the, the, the reasons behind the, 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 the paucity of, of, uh, of uh, people of color, or I don't know how you say it now, because there are so many uh, correct fashions to, uh, to say this. I don't know if you say racially or ethnically uh, mixed, or if you say, if you talk about diversity. The French now have taken that from Americans. They like to talk about diversity. Mm. It's a kind of euphemism. Uh, hmm? Hmm? Yeah. yeah. Not to speak about discrimination. So we promote yeah. diversity. We promote in diversity. Instead of fighting discrimination. Yeah. It's That's what we do. Adamantly. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, Diane, we need to ask a question, please. Uh, yes, um, I just wanted to say that um, as an older woman, you were one of the first feminists I ever read, and I'm very delighted to see you here today. But I wanted to um, wonder, to ask you if you had any ideas about how to 
uh, engage more with the political left. We have exactly the same struggle here, even amongst fairly progressive movements on the left. Um, there's a student movement, um, you know, rethinking economics, and only under pressure did they accept ideas or to have a platform for feminist economics, which they now do. Similarly, the uh, opposition party here, the Labour Party, has organised a whole series of events on alternative thinking about the economy, and they neglected to include uh, the work of feminist economists, so, uh, which we've now managed to get in the second round, but, you know, we've sort of only under great struggle. So I wondered if you had any ideas about how to engage more with the political left. Well, I must say that being... <coughs> My side of feminism was uh, thought that the so-called socialist feminists who thought that you know they had to engage with uh, uh, with the male left were um, uh, running into um, you know a dead end they, 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 they couldn't get anywhere and from what you say they did not get anywhere. Exactly, exactly. I think the, 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 the main left, well, this is my personal thinking. I don't take it as, um, as a professional uh, thought. It's, my thinking is that uh, we have to do our thing and uh, sort of try and change little bit by little bit society in general. And forget about the male left. They will be taken over by, well, probably, I don't know, probably by uh, conservative governments uh, passing laws that they hadn't thought about, which is what happened in France about abortion, for example. And then, you know, it's not for them to uh, decide one thing or another. I don't think it's, um, it's possible to, uh, to um, discuss with them as if they were special. I mean, political... The left is, in all countries, uh, a political party or several political parties, but they're men dominated as all the others. So there's no really real difference there. What I wanted to say that uh, Ndela uh, is, um, I mean, joined the, the, the group, the collective, the Committee for Equality, um, women's equality that we started in 2003 and Christine Delphi and uh, Zara Ali were co-founders of this group with uh, white women and non-white women, Muslim women wearing headscarf and Muslim women who did not wear the headscarf so we have this uh, this fight in, in common Two last questions, sorry. So we take Claire Hammond's question and this woman who Claire here. <laughs> and this woman, if we can take the two questions together because we are running out of time. Thank you. Um, thank you so much for um, coming here and uh, spending time with us. Uh, it's a real pleasure. And um, thank you for the film. It's uh, such a lovely uh, thing to experience on a Monday night or any night, in fact. Um, and I, I, I had a question for you, Sylvie, about the... Uh, the, the making of it, I really enjoyed the kind of putting together of footage, old footage and music with the interviews you did with um, Christine. And I just wondered if you could give us one or maybe two highlights of the process of making it. 
Thank you. Um, I, words are very, very important, and today you're talking about wondering what to call people, colored or black or diversity. And the word feminist, when I was in France, was very, very volatile. You didn't say I'm a fem feminist. Do people, do young girls say I'm a feminist today in France and not get a uh, reproach for it? What is, is the word feminist as vol volatile as it was before when you started out? We're running out of time, I'm sorry. So the answer will have to be very short. Is your question whether women are more feminist in France today? Well, it, 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 it oscillates, you know. Sometimes, I mean, at the, in the 70s, we managed to sort of um, get the, the word feminism and feminist out of the, the mud and, and into the full light, and then it sort of went back down as in the gutter as being a, a dirty word. So it really depends on the, on the relationship, of, uh, on, the, on the power relationship between... Uh, the small groups of, of, of feminist women and, the, and society at large. Maybe a very quick um, question. Something very, very quick about how we, we made the movie, and it was a, a whole experience to make a movie about uh, Christine Elfi, about a feminist with a feminist and a radical perspective of feminist issues. And, and so it was very hard for us and I, so we, didn't, we tried to work with, with a production a company and we didn't find one, so we had to start at our own and, and apply to a lot, a lot of grants, which was like a huge process. And, but it was interesting. Sometimes we had these very, very in interesting answers like, oh, are you do making a, a very ghetto movie? Where are the men in the movie? <laughs> but eventually it worked, and, and so that was the, the most difficult part of the process and, and right now we are, we are having the best. <laughs> <laughs>